are listening to Think Funny with Aaron Donnelly, Nate Sadler, and Matt Donnelly. For show notes and to check out Aaron's books, please visit AaronDonnelly.com. And now, the show that only thinks it's funny, the Think Funny Podcast. Welcome to the Think Funny Podcast. This is Aaron Donnelly. I'm here with my co-host, Nate Sadler. Hey, everybody. And Matt Donnelly. Hello, guys. Did you guys have uh, a good Father's Day? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was Jenny's birthday, too. So we went to the coast and stayed at a bed and breakfast. It's weird. Ben, have you ever stayed at a bed and breakfast before? No. It's like, and it was in a super old house, and there's old people there. And so we came in at like, like 11, and... It was like you're sneaking into your grandparents' house. Like you go through the front door, you walk through the kitchen, it's all quiet and dark. That's exactly and, uh, what I picture it like in my head. It's yeah. like sneaking into someone else's house and eating yeah. someone else's food. And then you lay down in the bed and you're like, shh, be quiet. And uh, in the morning, like I went down there in the kitchen and there was this old lady sitting there in a chair and with like no teeth. And then another, like it must have been her daughter, like making some gross kind of milk kind of thing on a in a pan on the stove it was really weird why did you do that you could you went that location yeah i mean if you've seen that i don't know if you you ever been to you know the hesed ahead lighthouse matt yeah uh there's that as you walk up there's that big lighthouse keeper's house right there up on the cliff Uh yeah that's a bread and breakfast that's a bed and breakfast so I mean, it's amazing to stay there. It really is beautiful it's like on this crazy like oregon coast cliff side and it's it's really cool. So I always wanted to try it. Um, yeah, I think the last thing on my bucket list is go see a lighthouse. <laughs> I think a picture of a lighthouse is fine. I think the desire to see lighthouses grows over time. We're sitting there like imagining that we're the lighthouse keeper, like that lived in the house, you know. And it's like I was like acting like I was him. And I was like, well, I guess I'll go look at the lighthouse. <laughs> She's like, what are you thinking about? I'm thinking about the lighthouse. <laughs> that's like his one job is to take care of the lighthouse she's like you always put me you always put the lighthouse in front of me what if you ran out of those giant bulbs wouldn't that suck <laughs> if you went to the closet and in, in your giant closet and you're out you're like damn it and this week since there wasn't enough happening in the world today we decided to uh, just pick pick this week in history and go through and research everything that happened during this week in history so that we think is interesting. Um, so that's what we did, uh, starting with June 28th and all the way to July 4th. Can I um, introduce the segment? Yeah. This week in history. All right. Well, you guys just want to kick it off with uh, June 28th? I yeah. got, it's national, um, it made me cringe a little bit because it's National Tapioca Day. Uh, of all all the puddings to have their own day and matt why is that disgusting yeah (laughs) would you like to share i because i once got seduced with the proposition of uh having tapioca pudding rubbed all over myself and uh licked off so my girl wrote matt a letter with that proposal and we were all like dumbfounded at the use of tapioca Anyway, she said, I want to rub tapioca pudding all over you. <laughs> that, girl, that girl really liked pudding. I guess. Yeah. And then we <laughs> got into a long debate over like, it wasn't even about the, the girl and the interesting. It was like, why tapioca and what other pudding would have been way better than this lumpy tapioca? 
I'd settle for a, one of the Bill Cosby pudding cups, those chocolate yeah. pudding cups. Those are yeah. pretty tasty. You want a smooth pudding, not a chunky, uneven pudding over a hairy man's body. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> the, the time it would take to clean that up? <laughs> it would take you hours to get that out of every nook and cranny. What response could you possibly give to that? <laughs> I, I never wrote back. I know there's no <laughs> There's no ignoring it. You no, know, it's too big to ignore. It's too big. It's that was the last communication, and uh, <laughs> I wish I still had that letter. I would love to see that in current times because it would be in a text. It just <laughs> yeah. just a normal conversation, like, "Hey, what's up?" And then yeah. I want to rub tapioca pudding over every square inch of your body. <laughs> That's when you see the three dots come and then disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, June 28th. Um, you guys have anything else, Matt? Oh, I got something that'll take yeah. us full circle here, Aaron. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what happened? Uh, World War One. Yes. Speaking. Very important day in World War One history, June 28th. Two things happened, which we covered on our very first episode, then called the Pickle of Bologna File. Me and Nate laughing and not knowing what to talk about. Recording and- in a hotel bathroom, literally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, go ahead, Nate. What happened on June 28th? So, in 1914, the Archduke Franz Ferdinand and his wife were assassinated in Sarajevo. Mm-hmm. And that was the uh, spark that lit World War yes. One. Yes. And basically, I think we discovered that it was used as an excuse, essentially, for yeah. Germany and Russia to have a war. And then in 1919, the Treaty of Versailles was signed, ending the state yeah. of war between Germany and the Allies. It was like exactly five years later that essentially it was all over. That's about the right amount of time for a war. I saw also 49 years ago, Phillies Rick Wise. He was pitcher for the Phillies. Not only did he pitch, he no-hit Cincinnati Reds, but he also hit two home runs in that game. Man, can you imagine pitching and hitting two home runs? That's got to be the greatest pitching outing of all time. No-hitter and two home runs as the pitcher. That's incredible. And then, plus, he's a guy that, like, no one knows. Rick Wise. Like, he didn't do anything with his career, really. Um, I also had Kiss Comic Book comes out. Uh, Kiss, the rock group Kiss, releases the comic book. And the interesting thing about that is the red ink contained blood from the Kiss members in the comic book. Wow. Nate, I know you collected comic books, didn't you, at one time? Oh, I had a ton of comic books. I never had any Kiss, though. I think everything I had of value, uh, my mom threw away at some point. There was a big movement in the 70s, I believe, for grandmothers to throw away their son's baseball cards. Mm -hmm. You always heard about that. But my question is always, why? What is it hurting? Yeah, Yeah, there's pickles from 1955, but uh, (laughs) the baseball cards were too much to keep. Those pickles can only increase in value, though, Matt. Okay, June 29th. Uh, what do you guys got? I got this is the day that Apple released the iPhone. Yeah, 2007. This is how you turn it on. This is your music. This is your email. This is the web. And this is a call on your iPhone. They had the Hello uh, commercial, and it appeared first aired during the Academy Awards, 
And then they, AT, it was AT&T only. You could only use AT&T with it. And then you could only buy it with a credit card. They wanted to alleviate or stop anonymous purchases of iPhones. I don't know if they thought like a black market would be created for them or something. But Matt, are you still late to the game? Have you ever had an iPhone? No, I haven't. Have uh, you ever had an Apple product? Uh, no, I never had an Apple uh, product. I know. Isn't that weird? I'm one of the few yeah. that have it. He's on El, El Telefono Colombia. He's still on <laughs> Pablo Escobar's plan yeah <laughs> i upgraded I, I went from um track phone to cricket do they use the guy that's up in the weather balloon <laughs> that's broadcast <laughs> yes that's Call the, back. the cell reception they have oh jane mansfield was killed in a car accident uh she was decapitated driving in a car at the age of 34 in 1967 she ran under the back of a slow-moving tractor trailer chopping off the top of her car and that's why now they have the Mansfield bar, which I'm sure you're familiar with, Nate, just as the, the guard on the back of tractor trailers underneath the trailer. So you can't uh, be you know, beheaded. It's kind of grim. It only took one beheading. I mean, yeah. <laughs> not that grim. Good thing it was high profile. Who knows how many beheadings there actually were. I saw it was the birthday of... Uh, William Mayo, the inventor of mayonnaise, who's an evil, evil man for inventing really? the devil's spread, as I call it. Actually, he's the guy who uh, started the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota. Uh, okay. but Is he related to mayonnaise in any way? He's got to be. With that name, yeah. I don't know how you can't be part of the Mayo fortune. But I think you discover mayonnaise. I'm not sure you invent mayonnaise. I think that it happens when Things get knocked together and are allowed to sit for like weeks at a time. I don't want to know the ingredients to mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is awful. Last night, I told the lady three times, I said, make sure there's no mayonnaise. And I know by the third time I came off as a jerk, but I freaking hate mayonnaise. Did you get mayonnaise? I got mayonnaise. I got actually extra. (laughs) There was mayonnaise on both sides. (laughs) I'm just like, cool. Remember when we used to, a treat for us was a mayonnaise bread. Yeah. Well, it's like the biggest indicator of <laughs> white trash is that uh, mom can have a mayonnaise bread and there's just mayonnaise on bread, white bread. <laughs> did you, did you like it or was that just kind of what there was? It was a delicacy. Okay. <laughs> it was like a special treat to get I'm a mayonnaise, gonna... wonder bread, white bread with mayonnaise on top. I'm not uh, going to yuck another man's yum. I'm the guy who had to eat a uh, mustard and alfalfa sprout sandwiches for uh, many years, but oh, yeah. God, those are awful. Because people are like, ah, that doesn't sound too bad. I'm like, okay, because you're thinking you hear mustard. Yeah, mustard's fine. Alfalfa sprouts. Go outside and grab a handful of grass and throw it on some <laughs> bread and put mustard on it. And then you tell me how that tastes. All right, June 30th. What do you guys got for June 30th? Uh, let's see. I've got, that was the date of the big Tunguska fireball. Ooh, I smell yeah. an episode. Yeah. Yeah, that. Feels like a conspiracy episode. I got I got theories about that one. So <laughs> you know the background on that one, Matt? Uh, happened in 1908. Eight million trees uh, destroyed. Largest impact event known in in human history. Have you right. seen pictures of the Tunguska event? Yeah, yeah, it's saw, amazing. It's flat flattened trees for miles and miles and miles. And the energy uh, knocked people over hundreds of miles away, like wow. off their feet. So. The scientific theory, I'm sure Nate will have his own theory, but I think this, <laughs> the accepted theory is that it was a, like a meteoroid that uh, came down and essentially 
uh, burned up in the atmosphere, but this created like a sort of a, a vacuum or some kind of a burst of energy that impacted Earth because they never found a crater. No, they think it exploded a few miles above the ground. The UFO, that is. So that was interesting. Uh, what else you guys got for June 30th? It's weird that they don't rate these because they'll have that one. And then they'll also have, as if it's of equal importance, they'll have um, first pay bathroom in the United States in 1992. <laughs> as if they're equal. So, Did you just say first pay bathroom? Pay bathroom, yeah. 1992 yeah. for... I don't know. I don't know if you if they if they uh, they pay you to go in there or uh, <laughs> if you have to pay them. But it was New York City, uh, 1992. Is it like clear? Like the booth is clear so people can watch. <laughs> it's I've seen them in San Francisco. Yeah, I used Francisco one. Had them, and I liked it. You pay whatever, and then when you come out, you hear like it's almost like it's getting power washed on the inside. If you're in San Francisco, just poop on the street. They have those people that are full time. They just clean up human feces so have you it's seen like that job <laughs> high v yeah. with the phantom pooper i, was, I, I know did they I'm ever catch it. the phantom pooper no they never did <laughs> even though he got was, away with it too if it wasn't for you snooping kid <laughs> he left a trail too but he walked right out the store <laughs> trail so of tears it, 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 it went the trail went cold out in the parking lot <laughs> L- literally or figuratively <laughs> or both <laughs> both <laughs> but it was a trail you could actually see it it was pretty hilarious <laughs> right out the, right out the Matt, door. matt's got a sherlock holmes hat <laughs> and the <laughs> magnifying glass <laughs> but he's just holding it in his hand it'd be awesome if the guy had like a at least a mask or a, a cape or something matt's arch nemesis <laughs> Imagine just walking down the middle of an aisle and stepping in a big thing of crap. That would be so unexpected. Well, that could yeah. actually happen though, because if you're at the grocery store, aren't you? Isn't your head up looking for the things yeah. you're looking for? You, yeah, I, yeah. I could easily picture myself doing that. Yeah. You're not looking for that, right? That's what. That's his angle. He knew. He knows that. Uh, James Garfield uh, was assassinated, or the guy that killed him was hanged. Charles Gautier. This is such a weird thing that we have a presidential assassination with an interesting backstory. This guy, he claimed that he helped James Garfield get elected by changing some of the, I guess, advertisements to James Garfield's name from somebody else's name. And then he kept begging James Garfield for a position in the new government. And they finally just totally told him to go away because he was crazy. And then he killed James Garfield. So it's this interesting total story. I don't know anything about James Garfield. Is he trying to take his lasagna? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The president, I don't know jack squat about. You could literally <laughs> yeah. make up any story about Garfield, and I would believe it. I don't yeah. know anything about him. He was know. tough though. He uh, he because he was shot on the second July second. Oh, okay. Um, la- he he uh, he hung on for seventy nine days, oh, which wow. is crazy. So he's a tough guy. Yeah, uh, that was in eighteen eighty one. So yeah, oh, that okay. whole uh, era of time, uh, president of U.S. history is is a little foggy for me too. It's like between the Civil War and World War One. I, I don't know. I just don't know very much yeah, about that time a, period. That's a big blind spot in my history stuff. All yeah. I know about President Garfield is that he mailed Nermal to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Was that, that was the one accomplishment? 1937, the worst, the world's first emergency telephone number 999 is introduced in London. Do you guys see what year we finally got it in the United States? 911. No. 1968 in Alabama, but we really didn't get it in the across the United States until the 1980s. 
I didn't realize wow. that. That feels really late. Yeah, I thought it was much earlier than that. It seems but like it would have started wasn't. back in the times when they had actual like operators answer the phone. Right. They had to dial like Klondike 555. I kind of have a soft heart for Hong Kong and what's going on there. Mm -hmm. And that was, it said in 1997, that's when the British flag was uh, lowered at midnight and the Chinese flag was raised for the transfer of power. That was a sad sad day because, you know, I'm big on freedom and their freedoms are being stripped away a little more every day. It's kind of a back, it's kind of a back page story now, but. I it think, is. Are they? They're still protesting. Yeah, right? they are. They actually had a really big one the other day. And yeah. the thing I love about their protests is like, <laughs> I saw a video of there's like an ambulance trying to get through, and the it's like the sea just parts. Like everybody mm. completely moves out of the road and lets this ambulance come through. But that was a sa- a very sad day because you know everybody knew that China wasn't going to let them you know keep their autonomy. That that was never going to happen. July 1st, I had that uh, similar to the 911, I guess, is the zip code was introduced in 1963 in the United States. Very interesting stuff about the zip code. <laughs> the zip means zone improvement plan. And they the only thing I want to do is they had this swinging six zip code band that I'll play a clip from that the, the post office used to advertise the zip code. Zip code is bringing the mail explosion under control. It is as up to date as the computer. But to make zip code work, you must use it. Remember, only you can put zip in your postal system. You heard what we said. Keep it all in your head. There's no better way. Use zip code every day. You know you gotta have a zip code on the envelope. A zip code so you won't get stuck at home. First TV commercial, July 1st, 1941. Ooh, can we guess what it was for? Yeah, I don't think you'll get it, though. Cigarettes? A men's, a men's watch brand that was big back then. Grandpa had watch. one. <laughs> yes. It's still, I guess, a big name, but Bulova? Bulova yeah. watches? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it was in New York City, and it was a 10-second t- ad. That was it, 1941. America runs on Bulova time. In 1984, I got that uh, PG-13 rating is introduced. Ah, uh, because of because of Gremlins. Well, it right? says Red Dawn in really. The, okay, the I thought it, I thought it had to do with Gremlins because Gremlins was right around the same time though. It's too violent because I wanted yeah. to see Gremlins in the movie theater, and I probably was too young for that. Watch out for scenes like the bloodbath opening of Red Dawn, which is about a communist takeover of Colorado. The victims here are high school kids. If the child has to see it, the parent should go with them. If the parent can't go with them and they think it may be all right, they should still take the guidance seriously and discuss the movie with the child afterward and not let the child say, oh, it didn't bother me a bit, and then uh, dream about it at night. That kind of attention is precisely the spirit of the new PG-13 rating. Grover Cleveland uh, had cancer surgery, and that's not funny. But he had it aboard a yacht. Would, really? Don't you think that's the you need like a real skillful like <laughs> like not Stand a boat <laughs> rocking in a harbor? 
while a guy's <laughs> performing surgery on you. <laughs> Hang on, real... some rogue waves coming. It's like a boss move, like for a rap video. He couldn't be bothered to stop his yacht, his yachting for cancer. Uh, what do you guys got for July second? Uh, first Walmart. Walmart store opens in uh, Rogers, Arkansas, 1962. It's called Walmart. Well, he had called it like Five and Dime, right? Walton's Five and Dime, I think. Walton's, yeah. Mm -hmm. But remember, you used to see it sometimes on like the shopping carts, Discount City. Do you remember seeing that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what they called it at first too, Discount City. I got Amelia Earhart Disappears on July 2nd, 1937. That's that, another. That, that's another one that we should do an episode on. I think really should. Interesting theories on that one. So and recent developments. Um, yeah. Because they found bones on an on an island in Japan, um, that they believe are hers. They're pretty convinced at this point that they're probably hers. One lady on the island claims that she actually saw yeah. her get killed. She said the Japanese soldiers led Earhart into a pit, ripped off her blindfold, and shot her. When asked years later if she could locate the grave, she replied, it's underneath the biggest broadfruit tree in the whole island. An excavation found no bones, only a 24-inch piece of black cloth they guessed was the blindfold. It's an interesting story because she could have got so far off course, they don't really know which direction or, I mean, they have a huge search area. Didn't she have a, was Fred Noonan, was that her navigator? Guy that was with the guy from My Three Sons? (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Noonan. Fred Noonan. I think he was with her on the flight. I believe. Is that his name? Fred Noonan? Fred Noonan, yeah. And if he was a navigator, he really did a horrible job. <laughs> that's why I don't that's think he, rich, right? that's why he wants to be forgotten, I think. Amelia Earhart's navigator. Noonan. What do you got? There's a bunch of water. <laughs> yeah, I guess they had no like technology probably. Oh, what he, could they do? They had a compass, I'm sure. He's like behind her in the seat and she's like, Okay, where now? And he's like and then he fumbles with his compass and he like drops it out the window and he looks over the ledge and there it goes. <laughs> First woman executed in the US on July second, seventeen seventy eight. She conspired with her boyfriend and two others to kill her husband, Bathsheba Spooner. That's a great name. Um, they killed him and put the body in the well, which is a great, which is your go-to if you're in 1778 killing your husband. She tried to get her execution delayed because she was pregnant. Uh, it was denied. An autopsy showed that she was pregnant with a five-year-old male fetus at the time. It was the first capital case of the newly formed United States. Wow. Yeah. She was and she was five months pregnant. Wow. She was five months pregnant. Yeah. I, I think I saw a CSI thirteen colonies episode on this one. <laughs> you're gonna get if you go to court and you're a woman and it's seventeen seventy eight, don't have your first name be Bathsheba. Yeah, that's not a good look. <laughs> Steve Fawcett flies solo around the world in a balloon nonstop. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love shit like that. Uh, Did you just say nonstop? Nonstop, yeah. Whoa. Flied solo around the world nonstop. Time period that we don't know anything about between the Civil War and the World War One. There's a lot of hot air balloon stuff happening. I love hot air. I love like archaic, obsolete technology. Like I love that they used to use hot air balloons in battlefields. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just love that for some reason. Because if you're the dude up in the hot air balloon, you're like, huh, you're not getting me. It'd just be awesome. <laughs> you just drop bombs, right? Yeah, you just there. throw you bombs on the people. Be like, well, when you land, because it's a slow landing, you better like 
You better right, not guys. be losing yeah. in the battle, or they're going to be like, hey, look, he's slowly landing over there, guys. <laughs> Let's go, go get, get him. him. Fair is fair. Hold on. Let me land first. I'm coming down. <laughs> he's pulling the fire thing, and it's just very, very sleep. He's, like, making eye contact. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> July 2nd, 1964, Lyndon Johnson signed the Civil Rights Act. Yeah. That's awesome. Thumbs up to uh, Lyndon Johnson. Yeah, and it uh, prohibited the discrimination based on race in yeah. uh, public accommodations, publicly owned or operated facilities, uh, employment, yeah. union membership, and voter registration. My fellow Americans, I'm about to sign into law the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Its purpose is national, not regional. Its purpose is to promote a more abiding commitment to freedom, a more constant pursuit of justice, and a deeper respect for human dignity. Let us close the springs of racial poison. Let us pray for wise and understanding hearts. Let us lay aside irrelevant differences and make our nation whole. Let us hasten that day when our unmeasured strength and our unbounded spirit will be free to do the great works ordained for this nation by the just and wise God who is the Father of us all. Thank you and good night. What do you got for July 3rd? The only thing I had was the uh, the Pickett's Charge, the Battle of Gettysburg, um, yeah. happened on July 3rd. It was the considered the high water mark of the Confederacy because it was the farthest north they got. It's almost like you got they climbed up to the top and then they got slaughtered and that's like their high water mark. They reenacted it in 1913. They this all these uh, they had like thousands of these Confederate guys and Union old old timers, and they did the picket ch- charge and at the very end they shook hands. Pretty much the beginning of the end for the South. Um, mm-hmm. with that loss. Have they taken every <clears throat> every Confederate statue down now? Did you guys see uh, that they're they were going to organize something to try and take down the Lincoln? Uh, emancipation statue tonight that kind of surprised me i guess but I, it doesn't really bother me that they're taking these confederate statues down i mean i don't like it if rioters are just you know knocking them down and destroying them but if they want to have the state and local governments just take them down i'm fine with that well if you look at the history my understanding is the daughters of the confederacy put these all up and there was a racist movement these didn't go up in like 1866 these went up in like 18 or 1920 mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and they went up by this racist group that also rewrote the uh textbooks to make c- confederate soldiers look sympathetic and heroic and to diminish the terrors of slavery my whole thing on this if i can just say one thing is like it's an opportunity <clears throat> to extend kindness and and to have an understanding it's a great opportunity for this country uh to take all the statues down and to put up you know, good statues. Then why why not take that opportunity? That's my thing: is take it down and have a plan of something to put up in its place. Hundreds and thousands of people who have done great things in this country. Let's find 
one we can agree upon and start putting up some statues. Let's let's replace those things with some other things. July 3rd was when Back to the Future came out in 1985. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. It also was, um, I don't know if you remember when Two Live Crew was charged with obscenity in Florida in 1990. Here's just a piece of Two Live Crew. Is this music obscene? A growing number of officials in Florida and other states are saying yes. Two members of the rap group, two live crew, were arrested this week on obscenity charges following their live concert. A few days earlier, a judge ruled their album nasty as they want to be obscene. And now record dealers who sell it could face arrest. One has already been arrested. Yeah, yes. Well, I don't even consider this art. I mean, he he's rapping, not singing, number one. Um, well, but... That's your opinion. Yeah, well, it's rap. Isn't it called rap? It's, it's, an art. it's a brand new kind of music. Yeah. And it's for... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, we went to the Court of Appeals, and they, um, they uh, said it was unconstitutional. Um, and that kicked off all, all the hearings about the uh, putting the warning labels on albums that right. Frank Zappa spoke at and uh, Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister. I've listened to those hearings before, and... It's awesome how eloquent those rock stars are about, you know, uh, defending their cause. And then Two Live Crew went on to dominate the charts for years to come. <laughs> July 4th, obviously, is a big day, but the thing that I thought was interesting maybe for this time period was the Jack Johnson, Jim Jeffries uh, prize fight in 1910. Did you guys see that? Yep. Yeah, I saw, the, uh, I saw a documentary on it by Ken Burns on Jack Johnson. Oh, really? Very interesting. Was it yeah. 70 hours long? <laughs> it should have been, but it was only one hour. It was one, he did some short ones uh, in addition so to the... Yeah. He needs to do a documentary on men's hairstyles just so he can fix his... Have you seen his hair? It's bad. He looks it's so bad. bad. I, every time I watch a Ken Burns documentary, I'm like, oh, this is from like 1983. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, this is from last year. <laughs> he's like, he's got a, he's got a uh, quarantine haircut. Like he, he does. Yes. He looks like he owns a card shop baseball card shop <laughs> he does but the but the race riots that sparked because there was a whole lot of racial tension jack johnson african-american guy who was the champion and there was a big movement to get jim jeffries who was a previous champion who was a farmer at the time uh to fight him there was this it was a big like black versus white jim jeffries in the past it said something like there's no way that an Af- that a black man can beat a white man in the mm-hmm. ring or something um yeah, good prediction there, Jim Jeffries. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, after the defeat, there was a lot of embarrassment among the whites, and it uh, sparked a race riots. The blacks were celebrating as a you know as a, they were proud of it, you know. And so I don't know, twenty people died, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, this race riots is race riots are kind of a swept under the rug part of U.S. history that you just don't hear much about. You've heard some of it come out. Because of um, Trump's rally in Tulsa, and that being mm-hmm. site of probably the worst, the worst race riot in terms of deaths in the United States. I think 200 people died when their town was burned down. It was uh, Lou Gehrig's speech, uh, retirement. You know, luckiest man on the face of the earth, and then he died like a month later. All right? Um, Did you guys ever time. think about the odds of him getting Lou Gehrig's disease? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was I? There's some other disease. I was oh. <laughs> we were talking about uh, if Betty Davis eyes was the disease. 
It'd be funny if the doctor came out and said, I'm sorry, ma'am. She's got Betty Davis eyes. <laughs> I was like, it could be like, what if she had a, a condition like Lou Gehrig <laughs> and she'll see you. Or whatever it goes. He just starts singing it. He's looking at a sheet and he just starts singing the lyrics from the song. She knows yeah. what it takes to make a pro blush. <laughs> uh, isn't that a song? Nope. No, this is serious, ma'am. Okay, so he brings in a cassette tape and just pushes play and lets the song play. This should explain <laughs> everything, ma'am. It's uh, the ass slapping sports action, or yeah. should I say the celebratory? <laughs> What's the sport? <laughs> correct. Yeah. Um, Anyway, on this week's uh, baseball could be back. Uh, there's been a um, agreement reached between Players Association and Major League Baseball that uh, they are going to try to sh- try to have a 60 game season. But for the purposes of this segment, what's interesting is that they've banned all celebratory contact, really? which means it's illegal to ass slap your teammate. They're so, using uh, this coronavirus as a way to eliminate ass slapping. I think they they really are. But, uh, wow. It was what funny. If, they, that was what if general you had your patent gloves on? Doesn't that offer some level of protection? They prohibit uh, like fist bumping and and hugging. and But this is a lot more impersonal than that. This is like just a quick you know flip of the wrist. Does COVID get transmitted through the ass? <laughs> and we're learning more and more about COVID uh, yeah. every, every day. So yeah, uh, yeah, it, it gets through the batting glove, through the pants, uh, yeah. and and directly into into that. Wow, big news on the ass slap history. This could be this could be the end. Yeah, it could be. I think it's oh. it's probably the first time in history that it's been banned. I want to hear more about the history of the ass slap, Matt. We need to. <laughs> Find out who invented it. Like, what was the first sporting event it was used at? Did the guy on the receiving end know it was coming? It was on a pirate, <laughs> it wasn't it was on a pirate ship. I'm going to bet you money. It was on a pirate ship somehow. Thanks for listening to the Think Funny Podcast for Aaron Donnelly and Nate Sadler and Matt Donnelly. Uh, check us out on Twitter at ThinkFunnyPodC1 and email us at ThinkFunnyPodcast at gmail.com for questions and comments. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week. I want to rub tapioca pudding over every square inch of your body. <laughs>